welcome back to the Nebraska Wedding Podcast. I am Kelly LaFleur, your host. I am the owner of Lacework Films, a wedding film studio here in Omaha. And I'm so excited to be here with you guys today for episode two. Before we get started with our guest interview, I just want to take a minute to thank everyone who listened to episode one. I was fully anticipating and hoping for at least 10 people to listen, and my expectations have been completely exceeded. I was floored by the response from all of you at the first episode with Dana, and I mean, how awesome was that? So I really appreciate everyone who reached out, said that they listened. If you left a comment on Instagram or if you rated and reviewed us on iTunes, I am super, super thankful. If you are a fan of the episodes and the podcast, I would appreciate you sharing the podcast with your friends or just simply subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. It just helps us get seen by a lot more people and hopefully expand our community here. So today's episode topic is a little non-traditional in the terms of wedding planning, but I think it is super essential. We will be talking about nutrition and keeping yourself healthy both before and after your wedding. Our guest today is a nutritional therapist here in Omaha, and she has some super valuable tips from what to do if your dress doesn't quite fit a week before your wedding, to how to get that amazing wedding glow that so many brides and grooms are looking for. So let's dive right in. We are here today with Kelly Nuno, who is a nutritionist here in Omaha, and she is here to talk to us all about wedding diets and fad diets and all of those things that you hear about. So hi, Kelly. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Kelly. How are you doing? Doing good. Um, I would love if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do, what your business is, everything like that. Right. Uh, Well, yes, I am a nutritional therapist. I own Nurturing Lives. It's the business that I started about a year ago now. And uh, my main focus is working with women who have hormonal imbalances, also with uh, couples who are trying to get pregnant, and then with women who are pregnant and breastfeeding or postpartum. So uh, mainly with women women in general, but when it comes to fertility, also with the couples. Awesome. That's so great because I think a lot of our listeners, obviously, they're getting married and that's kind of naturally in society what comes after marriage is people start thinking about families and everything like that. So um, yeah, I'm really excited that you're here and we can kind of maybe touch on that a little bit at the end about fertility and everything like that. Um, I would love to hear about how you got started in nutrition, what piqued your interest in that, and also kind of how you moved into starting your own business. Yeah, um, I guess my my initial interest in nutrition started, I would say probably it's about 10 years ago now. Um, I grew up not very healthy at all. I ate fast food most days each week. And, um, and I just, as I got older, I realized I really wasn't feeling good. So that's when I first started looking into what kinds of foods I could eat that would make me feel good as opposed to fast food and processed food and all of those things. And during that time, I was in a school for school psychology. So I was a school psychologist before becoming a nutritionist. And I did love that career. It was uh, very rewarding and fulfilling. But as I started learning more about nutrition, I truly became very passionate about it. And, and I kind of became that person that everybody would go to and ask questions. And, and I always said, gosh, if I could just go back and, and be a nutritionist, you know, that's, that's what I would do. And one day I'm just like, 
why not? You know, um, I like I said, I loved my career, but I just knew that my passion for nutrition just could help other people. And so I, I quit that in May 2017 and went back to school starting in August 2017. And um, it was a year long program. So so graduated in 2018 and started my business. And, um, you know, it's the reason I chose to work with women with hormonal imbalances, um, as well as fertility and pregnancy, is because I went through my own hormonal imbalances, uh, because I was eating so terribly for such a long time. And, um, and I really wanted to just help other women in that area. So that's kind of how it got started. And it's been a wild ride. It's been amazing and fun to start a business. Um, you learn a lot as you go, but uh, it's, it's been great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and obviously, you are a mom. You've got two kiddos and one on the way. How has that transition and that lifestyle, and especially for your husband and everything like that, um, as you moved into nutrition, did that change your family lifestyle at all? It really didn't change much. Honestly, I got more time to be with my kids because I kind of, you know, I had my own schedule. I made my own schedule. Um, my husband's a dentist and he actually has become much more aware of how nutrition affects your dental health. And so that's kind of his passion now. And and a lot of the people who are very interested in that are now going to him because he, he really does focus on the nutrition aspect of dentistry. So it's kind of fun. One of the things that I like asking all of my guests is obviously I like to have experts on the podcast. And so the way that we become experts is through our mistakes, right? Absolutely. um, What would be a experience that you've had in the past that's helped you become the expert that you feel like you are today? Yeah, kind of like I already mentioned earlier, I I was just I was eating the wrong things for my body. Um, I was like I said, I had fast food all the time. I really didn't know anything about nutrition. Honestly, I remember my sophomore year in college when my my husband and I first started dating, he taught me how to brown ground beef. (laughs) So I had never done that in my life. I didn't know how to cook. I ate out of packages most times. And because of that, I was feeling very unhealthy. I had irregular cycles. I had acne. I just knew that there was something more. And so really going through my own experience of hormonal imbalance has made me uh, much more sympathetic to those who are going through it now and, um, and also able to help them better, I believe. And like you, I think you just mentioned acne and skin and everything like that. I know a lot of brides coming up to their wedding day, like that's one of the biggest struggles for them is just their skin and taking care of their skin and everything like that. Um, and so I guess maybe to bounce off of that, What are some suggestions that you would have um, for someone who is getting married and skincare is important to them because they want that that glow? What are some changes or suggestions that you might have for them? Absolutely. So the biggest thing that I can say as far as getting that healthy glow is what you're putting into your mouth. Um, it would be nice to say skincare is the one thing that will change your skin and make it better, but that's just not the case. The very first thing is food. And if you're wanting to get that healthy glow, you need to be fueling yourself with the right foods, the fruits and vegetables, the the right healthy fats, the meats, uh, the well-raised meats and all of that. And what you're putting into your body will show on your skin. So if you are having a lot of those, you know, more toxic foods that you're finding out, you know, in all of the fast food restaurants, 
restaurants these days, the toxic oils, which we'll get into more, I'm sure, but um, it, it will show on your skin. So that is the first thing I would say. Also getting that water in, making sure you're drinking enough water is going to be huge for your skin. And then also using products that don't have a bunch of toxins. Uh, so we oftentimes watch what we're eating, but we're not watching what we're putting on our skin and just making sure that what you are putting on your skin, both skincare and makeup are, are clean sources and are not going to irritate your skin. Great advice. So before we get into talking more about diets and everything like that, what would be something that, or a client coming to you would have no idea about you? Okay, well, I'd say the first one is just to kind of piggyback off of what we were just talking about. I still really struggle with wanting to eat fast food and all of those things. A lot of people are like, oh, McDonald's, that sounds terrible. No, I think McDonald's sounds great. It's just I have to tell myself no and, and use that willpower. So I don't think my clients would know that I actually still would love to eat McDonald's. I would still love to down that pop, but it is just it's I know it's not healthy for me. The second thing is that I am an introvert by nature. So I used to be much more shy than I am now, but uh, I still prefer my alone time and I need that rejuvenation of being alone. And, um, you know, a lot of people they assume that since I put myself out there on social media and all of these different venues, I, I am super outgoing, but that's just not the case. <laughs> Introverts are good. Introverts make the world go round. <laughs> Nothing wrong with an introvert. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. All right. So in the age of social media and what used to be bridal magazines and everything like that, I feel like there is this stigma with needing to lose weight before your wedding and being your best look and everything like that. But with that comes a lot of toxic messages and different uh, methods to the madness to get that ideal body. So what are your thoughts on wedding diets and crash diets? I definitely understand wanting to look your best for that day. I've been there um, and and wanting that glowing skin and, and that physique and all of it. I do think there is a bit of a misunderstanding about what healthy is in, in today's society. I think people think the skinnier I am, the healthier I am, and the better that I'll look. And a lot of people will try these crash diets where they eat very few calories for however long it is, a week, a month. Um, and the problem with that is it's really hard on your body. Uh, you lose your muscle tone. So you're, even if you are thinner, you're not going to actually have that toned look that you probably would like. Uh, your skin, we were just talking about glowing skin. Well, if you're not eating the right nutrients, your skin is going to just look depleted. And it lowers your immune system. Um, it, it, overall, it, it slows your metabolism. So that's the problem with totally going on a crash diet and only focusing on calories. We're not focusing on those nutrients that our body actually needs to thrive and survive. And to be honest, I think you'd be much better off eating a healthy diet before getting married and you will still have that glow, even if you're not, you know, the number on the scale that you think is perfect. Nobody else is going to notice that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, that's a great point is because like you said, no one else is going to notice it. Like, I remember seeing a lineup and, it, you know, a picture of four women and they're all exactly the same weight, but their body types are all completely different. And so that number on the scale really doesn't mean much. And so um, with that, I think just comes also the message of body positivity and everything like that. And just the healthy mindset as well as the healthy lifestyle. 
Mm-hmm, absolutely. What people are going to notice is the smile on your face and the fact that you're feeling good and feeling strong. And if you are starving yourself, you aren't going to feel that way and and you won't be that glowing bride that you hope to be. So I definitely recommend a real food diet as opposed to a crash diet. Totally. Now, when you say real food diet, can you flush that out a little bit? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I... If, if it were me going back again and getting married, what I would probably do myself is do something similar to the Whole30. Now, I know we talked about fad diets, and, um, and I'm not one for fad diets per se, but I do think the Whole30 does a great job of eliminating those things out of your diet that can cause bloating, that can cause fatigue, that can just cause you to feel... Um, you know, sluggish, those sorts of things. Uh, I'll, I'll explain what Whole30 is in case your your listeners don't know. It's basically, like like I just said, a, a real food diet. So really low in processed foods and sugars and high in nutrients. So it, it's mainly fruits and vegetables, uh, well-raised meats, uh, nuts and seeds in moderation, and just a lot of those healthy fats that are going to really nourish your body. So it also takes out things like gluten and dairy. Now it's typically meant to be a 30 day program, but, and it's not something that you have to follow for the rest of your life, but it does show you if you are sensitive to some of those foods and, and how it makes your body feel without them. So it's a great tool. Totally. I also fully endorse the whole 30 because I did that in January and the way that I felt when the month was over was just fantastic. And now I can definitely tell that like gluten makes my joints ache and dairy makes me gassy and all of those fun things that, you know, I think a lot of people just think is everyday life. And this is just how my body has to feel. Um, so yeah, whole 30 is definitely good. And if you haven't ever heard of it, I highly recommend you looking it up. There's a hashtag on Instagram. The food looks delicious. It's all really, really good stuff. So wedding planning, I hear from my clients all the time. It's like a full-time job. And so a full-time job on top of a full-time job obviously is going to be stressful. So obviously they're going to have stress in their life. What are other factors during wedding planning that could um, help them maintain a healthy lifestyle? Sure. So sleep is going to be one of them, Uh, making sure that you are getting to bed at a reasonable hour. There's actually a lot of data to show that for every hour before 11 p.m. that you are sleeping, it's like two hours after 11 p.m. So really trying to get in bed, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, it might sound really early to some people, but getting that quality sleep in is going to be really necessary because sleep really just drives everything else throughout your day. If you're (laughs) sleep deprived, you will feel really bad and you won't be as productive, which we all want to be productive, especially when planning a wedding, right? Totally. So sleep is going to be very important um, as well as stress management. And, you know, all of us are stressed to some extent these days. And one thing that really helps is, um, well, there are lots of things actually. Movement every day is going to be really big for stress management. And I don't mean you have to be doing this hardcore workout cardio if you don't want to. Uh, It can be walking. It can be yoga. It can be any form of movement that makes you happy is going to be really good for stress management. Um, Also, this one's something that's really hard to get my clients on board with, but meditation, uh, that's that's a huge one as well, just kind of clearing your mind. Uh, Some people call it prayer, whatever you prefer, but just, you know, having that downtime where you clear your, clear your head, clear your mind, and, um, just feel grateful for everything that you have is really big with stress management. 
Um, obviously keeping your water intake up is really important. So there's so many different things besides food that you can do to stay healthy. And I would say those are probably the top three. Totally. That's all really good advice. And so as far as meditation, what would be maybe three tips that you would give someone um, to kind of get started with that? Sure. Well, I guess one is don't expect to be perfect at it right away. It's it's something that I still struggle with. You know, you sit down, you're like, all right, I'm just going to clear my head for five minutes. And you wouldn't you wouldn't believe how many thoughts come up in those five how minutes. How long five minutes feels. <laughs> exactly. And you just you you feel like you're failing at it. But that's not true. It's just you have to acknowledge those thoughts and let them pass. Um, also, I really like the app headspace uh there's also another one called calm so there are lots of apps that can help you with meditation as well the third tip that i would have is finding an environment that is quiet that you can feel comfortable in where you're not going to have distractions uh, you're not going to have other people watching you because that might be kind of intimidating so just make sure you're in a in a place that makes you feel comfortable so obviously Hopefully a lot of our listeners are getting this information early into wedding planning so that they have a lot of time during their engagement to implement this. Um, But for some of the couples who are getting married this spring, this summer, I know for me, especially like when I was getting married that week before the wedding, you have that final fitting of your dress and it like just fits. Um, What are some suggestions that you might have for someone who is stressing about fitting into their dress like the week before their wedding? Sure. There's a lot of things you can do uh, that are that are healthy ways to kind of take the bloat away. Like I said before, that whole 30 is really going to take that bloat away because you're going to be removing foods that you're sensitive to. Uh, So that's the first thing I would recommend. Again, second thing is water, tons of water to flush those toxins out, which also helps with bloating. And also your body will, you know, know that you're taking in water so it can release the water that it's holding on to. The final thing I would say is removing the sugar out of your diet. That's going to make you feel a lot puffier. And also being aware of the carbohydrates that you're taking in. I'm not saying that you have to go super low carb if you don't want to, although that won't hurt you as long as you are taking in all of the right fats and proteins. But just reducing the starchy carbs, I would say, those breads, pastas, things like that, that will actually, that just adds weight to you, um, makes you, and I'm sure that you've felt before, you know, if you eat that heavy carb meal, you just feel heavy and that bowl of pasta. Yes, it's delicious going down, but it's, it's, uh, it makes you feel very heavy. So I would say cut carbs a little bit, uh, increase those healthy fats and proteins. Yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing how much sugar is actually in all of the stuff that we eat. So it, like definitely take the cutting sugar seriously, but also don't stress about it. Like cut the things that you actually know are sugary. Cut the syrup in your Starbucks, cut the pop for the week or something like that. Don't don't worry about necessarily reading labels or anything like that cuz it's kind of a short-term fix. But um yeah, definitely focus on those simple syrups, the simple sugars. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Okay, well, before we wrap things up, I really wanted to go in with Kelly to talk more about fertility and everything like that, because like we mentioned before, um, I know when I was getting married, that was kind of the next step for us was starting our family. And so there are a lot of women that I know personally and have seen 
online through social media and different things like that that really struggle with infertility and the rates of infertility are actually quite high I believe it's one in four women suffer from infertility um, and so I would love to hear a little bit more about your experiences with clients and just your thoughts on all of that Absolutely. Uh, yes, fertility is something that I guess I should say infertility is something that's really on the rise these days. And I think it's for a lot of different reasons. Uh, the main one being that our food supply is just it's kind of going down the drain. Um, a lot of people are just too busy or too stressed to make their own food and they're going out to fast food chains and all of that. And, and the problem with that is the quality of food that, that you're consuming. It's the really terrible oils for you, like the vegetable oils, canola oil, all of those really cheap oils that these restaurants use are very inflammatory. Um, you know, it's, it's our like I just said, our stressful way of life. Stress is huge on fertility. So um, again, those stress management tips that I talked about earlier is going, they're going to be huge in, um, in actually improving your fertility. And just all of the toxins that we come into on a daily basis these days, not only in our food, but in our skincare, like we talked about earlier, in our air, you know, all the air pollution, um, our lawns, we have fertilizers and, you know, uh, weed killers that are we're constantly in contact with. It's just our environment in general is really toxic. And so really what I work with clients on is is removing those toxins and bad foods from their diets to really improve their chances of conceiving. Awesome. Um, I know that also with women's health and um, women's wellness that, you know, we're going to, sorry guys, you can tune out if you need to, but we're going to talk about that time of the month. Talk about our cycle for a minute. Cause I think a lot of times there are symptoms that women um, experience during their cycle that they think are normal or they think are, this is what everyone else goes through. And it could be something that is really painful or a symptom of something else. So through your experience, what are some of those things or triggers that you have found clients um, coming to you for or that you could tell our listeners a little bit about that might raise some red flags for them? Yeah, your cycle is something that you really want to pay attention to because it is kind of that window into your into your overall health and fertility. So if your cycle is irregular or if it's very heavy, if it's painful, those are all red red flags that something's up with your hormones. Really ideally your your cycles should be 28 days long around there, you know, if it's give or take a day that's okay, but if you're having a 21-day cycle and then a 36-day cycle, there's definitely something up with that and you'd want to get that checked out. Um, if you are having that heavy heavy bleeding and um, pain with your with your cycles that's definitely a sign that you've got some inflammation going on and uh, that could potentially impact your ability to get pregnant so if you are just going into this wedding thing and you're having some of these issues this is something you definitely want to work out before you want to start getting pregnant so um, really changing up your diet to some of the things we talked about today as well as just watching what you're putting on your skin because that can disrupt your hormones as well um, you know, those are things that you want to start thinking about for sure. So don't, don't let anybody tell you that it's normal to be in terrible pain or crazy PMS every month. That's just not the case. Totally. Um, and so for women who are experiencing this, what would be some resources? Like, would you send them to their OB-GYN to get a checkup? Would you say, cause I know personally, and for some of my friends, you know, they kind of look at you and they're like, okay, yeah, this is like fairly normal. And they send you on your merry way. And so is there something where, where would you recommend people to look to? 
Yeah, that's a tough question because some OBGYNs are, are very open to the fact that, you know, nutrition really does play a part in this. Some are not, and some will just want to put you on the birth control pill, which can just do further damage and, and cover up what's actually going on. I would say, you know, if you have a OBGYN who's actually open to that sort of thing, I would say go to her or him and talk about that. But if they aren't as open to that and don't have very much information for you, there are so many amazing books out there. Um, Taking Charge of Your Fertility is one. There's one that just came out called The Fifth Vital Sign. Um, What else is there? Um, It Starts with the Egg is a really great book for uh, fertility. So there are lots of great books out there. Um, I'm sure that Kelly even has some more that she's thinking of as well. But um, and then, you know, also, if you need help with nutrition, someone that does something like I do, where I work with clients on, you know, looking at their body and where it's out of balance and how we can use food and supplements to actually bring it back into balance. So there's lots of different ways to to go about it, but definitely try to get some help. Awesome. Well, I think that about brings us to our time. And so Kelly, thank you very much for being here today. Um, And guys, if you have any questions about anything fertility related, definitely reach out to Kelly. Um, I know she is on Instagram and her website, and I'll give her a minute to plug those. Um, But yeah, the books that we all mentioned and everything I'll put in the show notes and everything like that. So you can find all of those resources there. So Kelly, where can people find you? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on, by the way. This has been fun. Uh, I am the most active on Instagram, I would say. So my Instagram is at nurturing.lives. I'm also active on Facebook, and that is Nurturing Lives with Kelly Nuno. And I do have a website as well, www.nurturing-lives.com. Awesome. So all around, she's easy to find. (laughs) Yes, not too hard. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Kelly. Man, so what did you guys think? Did anything blow your mind? Did you learn anything new? I know I loved talking with Kelly just because nutrition has been a part of my story in the past as well. And like I said, I did the whole 30 back in January and I could really tell a difference in how my body felt responding to different foods. So Please definitely reach out to Kelly if you have any questions after this episode. I will put all of the links to her Instagram and website and Facebook page in the show notes on the podcast page. Also, I will link to all of the books so that way if there was something that you were interested in and you're driving and didn't have a chance to write it down, you can go there for that resource. And finally, again, I want to thank you for listening. I would love to hear what you think. Drop us an email at my company's email address, hello at laceworkfilms.com. Follow us on Instagram at Nebraska Wedding Podcast. And you can also follow my business, Lacework Films, on there as well under at Lacework Films. And finally, you can see the show notes and find all of the books and links to everything at www.laceworkfilms.com slash blog. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we are going to be releasing episodes weekly now. So next week, you won't want to miss it. We're chatting with Lindsay Johnson of Lindsay Elizabeth Events, a wedding planner. And we will be talking all things wedding planning and decor with her. So don't miss it.